Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We are just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Episode 42. 42. 42. I can't believe that it's pretty much the end of the summer. I mean, I know. Once, you know, when you see, um, you know, September and Labor Day, it's like, okay, downhill. Now it's time yes. to fall. And, you know, I think Target and all these other, other stores have Halloween costumes out. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, it's yeah. been chilly here a couple days, which I like. I never mind. But I actually pulled out a sweater, which felt really? good. Yes. And I had my first pumpkin coffee. And yeah, so I love this time of year. I do too. I think it's my favorite. I love the spice muffin, yes. spice pumpkin muffins or yes. whatever, you know. And um, to, I think Starbucks has like a pumpkin spice latte. Or, oh, yeah. I don't know, it mm-hmm. PSL. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, um, yeah, this time of year is, is wonderful because, you know, everybody starts to kind of decorate and I love mm-hmm. fall decorations. Yes. So that makes me happy. Yes. It makes me very, very happy. Well, I am so happy. I'm kind of still writing from our writing on cloud nine from our last episode with Courtney, oh, yes. your sister. Yes. Um, and today we are talking to Dr. Virginia Seawald again. She was on episode 25. So if our listeners um, you know, want to look that up, so you can go and find our episode. And it was episode 25. She's amazing. Um, and we are just really going to dive into a conversation that you and I have had so many times over the past few, I would say a few months. Yes. You know, and it's been on our mind just talking about support. And what do we need? What does that mean? Uh, and it, it's really a wonderful episode to follow Courtney's episode because honestly, I think your sister is one of a kind. I mean, uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah. She's, she, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. She's, she's a gem. She's just, yeah. yeah amazing. She is. I mean, and I'm not saying that other family members aren't, no. you know, as supportive and, you know, like we joked with my, a couple of, a couple of times <laughs> talking about my family, they are wonderful. And I right. really do have supportive people, but your sister, you know, a lot of, and my whole point with that episode and support is a lot of times you won't have siblings that will go the extra mile. They'll right. be there and they will support you. And maybe at times it'll be inappropriate support. I don't know. You know what I mean? But what does all of that mean? And, you know, I just, I think that, like I said, I think that resonated with a lot of people. Um, And this is really interesting. I can't wait to dive in and talk to, you know, Dr. Seawald about it. Yeah. And especially Courtney kind of set the bar like super, super, super high. She did. For support. And of course I'm biased because that's my sister, but um, yeah, I guess hearing other people's reactions to how amazing she is really like put into perspective that not everyone has a sibling like that. Right. That will go the extra mile or, you know, stop and say, okay, well, can my sister come over to my house. Like I really want right. this house, but will she really be able to come right. over? You know? Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought that was beautiful. It was very right. beautiful. Right. So, you know, which brings up, of course, what we're going to talk to Dr. Seawalt about, but inappropriate support as well. 
So have you ever had, I'm sure everybody can relate to this, that random distant cousin or friend that you haven't talked to since high school who'll tell you about some obscure herb that cured his mother's (laughs) brother's friend's aunt of MS. That is not helpful. No. That is not helpful. No, because you know, everybody, when you tell them that you have a disease or some sort of chronic illness, everybody turns into either a physician, a therapist, or a medicine man, you know, (laughs) right. Um, or, or not, not medicine man. I want to say like a witch doctor, you know, um, (laughs) stirring up herbs, cooking up this or that here, put it on you and you'll, you know, you'll feel better. You know, like today I'm, I have numbness and tingling. How can you help? You know, and then they have a, a cure for that or, you know, and that's, that's just something small, small and minor, but yeah, the inappropriate, you know, um, support can go further. We're super excited to welcome again, welcome back, Dr. Virginia Sewalt, PhD. She is a clinical psychologist in private practice in New York, specializing in trauma. She is trained in multiple therapy modalities, but works primarily using internal family systems. And this is something that she had talked about in episode 25, if you recall. Virginia has a particular interest in anti-racism work and conducts workshops on reducing white fragility using the internal family systems model. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Seawalt. So the other day you sent us an article about something called the ring theory. And the article uses cancer as an example or kind of like the framework, but I think that this is something that could definitely be be applied to MS. Um, What do you think, Dawn? Absolutely. There were so many correlations uh, when I read it. Yeah. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit what the ring theory is? Sure. And, and um, in, in another article that I read, or it might've been that one, I forget which one, it was talking about like, it could be used for anything, like any kind of a crisis that someone is going through. Um, So it doesn't even have to be health related, right? It's just um, about how to, how to be supportive. Um, So, you know, our loved ones are going through something and we want to be helpful. And, you know, it can also feel really bad to us if we feel like there's nothing we can do, or we're not sure what to do. And we can have a lot of negative feelings that can, you know, be hard to bear. And, um, you know, we don't want to know what to say. We could be afraid that we're going to say the wrong thing. So this psychologist, Susan Silk, and her colleague, Barry Goldman, came up with ring theory. It occurred to, so as you mentioned, it occurred to them when she was, this woman, Susan, was in surgery. She had just had surgery for breast cancer. And her friend wanted to visit her. Susan wasn't up to having visitors. And her friend said, you know, something like, I can't believe you. I can't visit you. This isn't, you know, this isn't just about you. And <laughs> okay. So, you know, so okay. So, so, you know, I'm a compassionate person, like to an extent that's right. true, right? Something terrible happens to someone we love. It affects us and it impacts us too. Right. So we right. can't just say that's not true. Right. But to say that to the person who's actually going through it, Right, like that just inherently, it just instinctively feels wrong. Something feels so off about that, right? 
Yes. Totally. You know, right? Like, just like, you mean, it leaves you going, er? What? Right. Exactly. Huh? Like, right. it's true. As you're talking, I'm imagining that. Yeah. That's uh -huh. why I was silent. I'm like, I can't imagine yeah. somebody doing that. <laughs> right. You can't imagine it. I'm like, you know, but it, it's true. Yes. It, you are being affected by this too. But like, that's, you know, that you just, you, you just don't say that. And then the other incident that they, um, they had heard about an incident, the same um, Susan and Susan Silk and Barry Goldman heard about a friend who had had a brain aneurysm and the friend came to see her in the ICU and then like went into the hallway with this woman's husband and said, oh my goodness, I wasn't prepared for her to look like this. I don't, I don't think I can handle this. And like, again, like, okay, that may be true, but something about this conversation makes us cringe, right? Yes. So yes. ring theory is a way to explain and understand what we're intuitively picking up on in these scenarios. Um, and it's also to help us when we find ourselves in these situations when we're hurting too, but someone we love is the sort of the center of the crisis or the distress. So um, the way it works is you draw a circle and this is the center ring. And in the center ring, you put the name of the person at the center of the situation the person who's most directly affected by it. So, you know, in this case, it was Susan who had just had surgery, Katie who had her aneurysm, you know, someone like you're saying, someone who has MS, like the person who's currently going through the thing. And um, then you draw a larger circle around the first one. And in that ring, you put the name of the person or persons next closest to the situation. Okay, does that make sense? So like yes. a spouse or right spouse kids caregiver caregiver right right. Mm -hmm. right people who are just directly closest to that person mm -hmm. like so in the case of Katie it's her husband so then you repeat the process as many times put as many rings so you get like this bullseye looking thing and in mm -hmm. each larger ring you put the next closest people um, parents and children typically before aunts uncles and cousins intimate friends in closer, smaller rings, and less intimate friends, colleagues in larger rings. Um, mm -hmm. And when you're done, you have what they call your kvetching order. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, to kvetch is to complain. Um, gotcha. Yiddish, Yiddish term, right? So, and the rules of this are that the person in the center ring can the person who's being most directly affected can say anything to anyone. They can kvetch and complain, and yell and scream and cry. Um, you know, they can, why me? And what's, what's happening? Right. Anything at all. They have carte blanche to, to be able to say and complain to anyone anywhere. Um, and then everyone else who's affected can also say all those things. But the catch is they can only say those things to people who are in rings larger than theirs, further away mm. from the center. So you figure out where you fit in this ring. So you make this ring with all these circles and also place yourself in it. Okay, right. where, where am I, right? Like I'm not the spouse, right. I'm not the partner, I'm not the child, where, where am I? And then take a look at who's in the smaller rings closer to the trauma and who's in the rings, the larger rings further away than you are. And when you're with a person in a ring smaller than yours, someone closer to the center of the crisis, your role is to help. Your role is to listen. Listening is generally more helpful than talking. Right. Um, 
you know, we'll talk more a, a little bit later about what isn't kind of isn't helpful right. things to say. Um, if you are going to talk, you know, so be be careful about what you are going to say if you are going to talk. But really, it's easy. It's it's easy. All you really have to do is listen. Typically, right. Um, you know, not giving advice unless that's asked for, but you're giving comfort, right? You're saying things right. like, "I'm here for you." Um, I, you know, you. What do you need? Right. Don't even mm. assume what, what. What do you need? Um, this must be so hard. I'm sorry you're going through this. Um, you know, I'm here for you. I'm available. Those kinds of things. And can I just? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, can, yeah, sure. Can I say one thing? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I might have an issue with that question. Um, oh. What do you need? Okay. Um, because if you're going through something so traumatic as a, a you know, an illness or a diagnosis, um, I, you, maybe you don't know what you need. Mm -hmm. And so maybe being that person that's asking the question, what do you need? You can just say here, here is, um, a gift card to a restaurant because Absolutely. I know you don't feel like cooking yeah. or here is a plate of food I've made for you. Not necessarily like, what do you need? Cause you don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The person I don't know, know, I, know what they thought. need. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean like that, yeah, that can go either way. Right. Like I might get you a, a gift certificate to Chili's and you know, but you might be allergic right. to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, so it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah, so what do you need? Maybe maybe they don't know, right? Maybe the person doesn't right. know. Um, mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, but any offer of of help or comfort is right, right is is that's is the point, the main yeah. idea, right? Like not not to say, oh my goodness, you know, I can't believe you're going through this. I'm up every uh, night thinking about you. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm just so worried about you. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. That's, right. Like the rule is comfort in dumping out comfort in dump out. So that would be, you know, now we're getting into dumping and now you're right. dumping in. Um, and so like the, the example with the, you know, kind of the obvious example, like I think most of us know not to dump on the person who's going through the thing, like in the first example. Um, but the, then the second one, I guess is a little more abstract, right? Like, She's talking to the husband. It's not, it's right. not the person. But again, he's in a smaller ring. So the rule is comfort in, dump out. Um, you know, maybe it's really hard for you to see your friend like this, but that's not right. for him. That's not to tell him that because, you know. Right. That's his wife. That's his wife. Yeah. He knows. Right. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Right. It's hard for him too. Yeah. You, you, you dump out. And, you know, you, you go, you go, you leave, you know, you, you, when you leave the hospital and you go, you talk to your friend, you know, who doesn't know this woman and you say, oh my God, right. it was so hard to see her. Right. Um, Can you dump within the circle? You know what I'm saying? So let's say that you're a friend mm -hmm. and there's another friend. Like, can, does that make sense? Like, yeah. could you talk to your friend and say, Oh my God, it was so hard seeing her like that. I, I, you know, I think as long as you're accurately assessing that they're in your same circle and not closer, oh, okay. right. Oh, gotcha. I yeah. Guess, you know, um, if they're, if they've been friends since they're in kindergarten and you only know this person, 
you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And the, and the way I was sort of also thinking about it, um, like the smaller rings are closer to the circle. It's almost like bandwidth, right? Like the people in the center have less. So that's like a good way to remember it too. Like they have right. less, there's less room in their circle. You can't put anything in there. You, you, can, right. you can only like help them build their circle. And, and then, you know, if you need to let something out, you can give it to people who've got bigger circles than you. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, for, for a person that's inside the circle, mm -hmm. I know sometimes I have to remember to take a little bit of responsibility for just on my part when I'm having a really crappy day. For example, if I'm having a, a bad day, sometimes I might text Dana and these long ass text messages. And I'm like, oh, wow, I just kind of dumped on her. Mm -hmm. And I fail to remember to say, are you capable of hearing what I have to say? Can I vent? So I think sometimes yeah. me inside that circle should should be aware of that. Like, can I vent to you? Can yeah. I tell you I'm feeling this way? You know, mm -hmm. you know that um, is a really, really, really good point. Um, and I'm not saying like you've never made me feel any kind of way, Don. You haven't. Mm -hmm. But I say it's a good point because especially – in the MS community, MS is such a crazy disease that really only somebody with MS is going to be able to really understand certain things. Mm -hmm. And so we vent, but it's like, you know, the person that I'm venting to has this shit too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard. It, it complicates things. It does. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, and also, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I just have to remember that because sometimes I go overboard and I'm, I'm the touchy feely one. Dana's like the rock, you know. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, I can handle this. I think she can, but yeah. I don't know. You know, it's not fair sometimes to do that. You know, to people. Right. So, I am, and I imagine yeah. it must be it must be tough too because. The, the MS presents so differently in, in people and right. Mm -hmm. So like symptoms that one person's having might be different than symptoms another person's having. So then that might make, you know, make it also a little more complicated in terms of, um, you know, the dumping in and the, and the mutual complaining and kind of like needing support. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah, yeah, like that could be a whole thing in and of itself because like in the MS community, there's so much internal dumping. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing because mm -hmm. sometimes like we're all we have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't like somebody who doesn't live with a disease like this, even if we don't have the same symptoms, We've probably experienced some of the same, I don't know, like fears, mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. So like naturally you're just going to dump on people who really shouldn't be dumped on. Wow. That like puts right. a lot into perspective. It does. 
It really does. That's an interesting, I like this. It's called the circle theory, right? Uh, ring, 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 ring theory. theory. Yeah. Ring theory. I see circles, so I'm like, oh, circle yeah. in my head. Okay, <laughs> circles, rings, yeah. yeah. And then can you explain the looky-loos? I like that. I really like that. <laughs> I like the word. Yeah. <laughs> the, the uh, do they even explain looky-loos? Or is it just... I think they do. Oh. Yeah. It said circle of support for looky-loos. Looky-loos reside on the outer edge of the rings. These are people who have nothing at stake. They are the grocer or the guy that visits your garage sale, someone from church who hasn't spoken to the patient or caregiver in months, or someone who happened to come upon the patient or caregiver's blog. Looky-loos can keep their thoughts to themselves. They aren't allowed to dump on anyone, but they can offer comfort. In fact, many times a looky loo has been a great source of encouragement to our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <sighs> right. That's a complicated thing. That yeah. is. You know it what? What I thought of, and so I'm thinking of the first of all, looky loo. It's like a cutesy, <laughs> funny word. <laughs> but those are the people who are most likely going to be the people who say. My aunt has MS and she yes. is just doing wonderfully. Or have uh -huh. you heard about bee sting therapy? That could help you so much. You know, like those are those type of random people. Right, right. Yeah. You know, like those are definitely like looky loos, like these people with these outlandish, like, right, dumb, right. <laughs> my aunt's first cousin's boyfriend's nephew's right. partner <laughs> right yeah i i don't know it's it's difficult to not get offended when you get comments like that i mean people really they don't mean any harm and that's what i've learned over mm -hmm. these past 20 years of you know having ms they really don't have any malicious bone in their body and people feel like they can help you however um, they're not conscientious, conscientious, ugh, you know, the word of yeah. what they are, um, trying to convey, you know, so it comes out really, really murky and, and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically like these looky loos <laughs> are crazy. Basically, <laughs> Like they're random, crazy people. Yeah. Well-meaning, but yeah, right. And well I think family members yeah. that way, you know, like your third cousin or just family members can definitely be you know, people that you haven't talked to in a long time. Right. You know, um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be someone that's not related to you. They they can still be a looky loo. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. I, like, I, you're I, like third cousin once removed or you know like that you're just friends with on Facebook yeah right which which kind of leads down the road of toxic positivity yeah which is what yeah you know we were discussing um I know Dana just we we've had countless conversations about it mm -hmm. um what do you think about toxic positivity from a a therapist standpoint um so it's 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 something I'm actually really interested in. Um, I kind of, there, the, there's another phrase for it that I that call like a spiritual bypass or like a positivity mm -hmm. bypass. Um, and it's sort of like, it's a way of 
when we can't tolerate negative feelings, um, either our own or witnessing negative feelings in, in the ones that we love, we'll say like these really Pollyanna sort of things that actually don't make the person feel better. Um, but right. maybe they kind of sort of temporary, temporarily alleviate some helplessness or give like some false sense of hope. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. See ya. And like, you know, toodaloo, I go on my way and maybe I feel better because I feel like I can pat myself. I said something right. nice and sunshiny. Um, but you know, you, you, you're not feeling better. And I always right. think about like when someone dies there's always that one person who says they're in a better place. And I'm oh, always God. like, <laughs> well, that might be so, yeah. but I can't get there. So that doesn't help me. You know, right. you know, that doesn't right. make me feel any better. I'm, you know, I miss my person. Right. And so I don't know. That's how I always kind of think about it. Um, yeah. Or they, at least they're not in any pain. And then it's mm -hmm. like, well, how do you know? You know, of course we, if you are, I'm in pain. But I, right. Exactly. I'm in pain. Right. It's not about them anymore. Right. <laughs> it's about me and my pain. Right. Right. Again. This is, yeah. Yeah. Well, can I just read this real quick from uh, about the spiritual bypass? Yeah. Cause I have a, a quick thing to say. It says, um, it, you know, goes along with what you just said. A spiritual bypass or spiritual bypassing is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. This term was introduced in the nineteen in the early nineteen eighties by John Wellwood. Um, I I would think that spiritual bypassing would be like uh, similar. I wouldn't say it would be the same, but very similar to denial. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you there's think so, so much, too, Dana? Yeah. Yes. So much yeah. denial in there. Um, you know, it, it really is. And also, I mean, we'll, we can get into um, my, my favorite topic, which is parts, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, IFS really can, can internal family systems can really, um, do a good job uh, explaining this a little bit, right? So it's mm -hmm. often when people have a hard time experiencing their negative emotions, right? Everything you just said. And um, like I said, like sometimes people, people who, who say things like I've transcended my anger and, but you can feel the rage kind of just simmering right below mm -hmm. the surface of their smile, right? Like just coming right out in, in between their teeth. And um, it's polarized parts, right? Extremely opposite parts. You've got maybe anger and sadness because we all have anger and sadness. Nobody's transcended their mm -hmm. anger. Um, and then, but when, you know, for whatever reason, um, usually in childhood, parents can't tolerate the anger, the kids get in trouble for their anger, their sadness. They get punished, so they learn to exile um, those feelings out of awareness. And so mm. instead, there comes like a Pollyanna Susie Sunshine saying, you know, it's all going to be great. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the, the anger and the sadness is just sort of shoved away 
and and mm-hmm. probably coming out in in other kinds of ways um you know that are that are unconscious right i i think you know it's it's a scary you know thing to be thrown into the you know the pits of of a disease and for somebody to come along with this pollyanna attitude it's almost like i just want to smack you get out of my face mm-hmm. you know i i want to be i want to be here right now i don't want you to write my story for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to write how I'm coping with mm-hmm. this because everyone's different. You know, everybody handles, you know, uh, disease differently and diagnosis differently. So yeah, stay away so, from those people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's just kind of like the good vibes only. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely mm-hmm. hate that. Like if I had a bad day, I'm going to come in the room with my bad day mm-hmm, attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I still like, don't I have space too? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I hate, that. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, can I just live? Right. You know what I'm saying? With my bad mood and funky attitude, right. like, mm-hmm. am I not welcome? Right. Right. That's like, that's all anybody really wants is to know that all of our feelings are welcome. And can be tolerated, right? right? Can you just sit with me in my anger, sit with me in my heartache, sit with me in my pain, my sorrow, my helplessness? Can you just sit with me in it? Can you just hang hang in there with me with this? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything, right? You don't have to do most people. Most of the times people don't have to do anything. Right, right. So my question for you too, and I think you just answered it, Dr. Seawalt, is what is what does being supportive mean to you, you know, what is that? What is it? What is the definition of it? What is support? Yeah. I mean, for both of you, I, I'm just curious. I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm just curious to know what you all think. And then from a therapist standpoint, what do you, what would you say? Um, I mean, like, I mean, just as a person, like for me as a person, it really is about people not, um, you know, sort of policing my feelings, right? Like that my my anger mm-hmm. can be there, my sadness can be there. You know, if I've got if I'm in a place where I'm feeling despair, right? Like can you just right. can you just tolerate it's it's just sit with me while I work it through, while I sort it through. And um, you know, I don't I really often don't need anybody to do anything. I don't need advice. I don't need right. um supportive you know, like anything it's going to get, I don't, you know, like everything you're saying, like just, it's just, it feels like a human thing. Like I just, I just, mm-hmm. you know, particularly people to just be like, okay, if I'm dropping F bombs and I'm, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, right. yeah. it's, it's okay. I'm, yeah. How about if you're, yeah. yeah. I think sometimes just not saying anything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like just yeah. letting me, be you know or maybe just like co-signing mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like i like if i say i had a really really shitty day just acknowledge that yeah mm-hmm. i hear you yeah you know that's all i think that word like i hear you that is like i love it it sounds so generic but sometimes like that's just Oh, I want you to hear me and see me. You know and what I'm saying? Like, I don't want 
Right. Yeah. I don't want you to say tomorrow will be better because no, tomorrow may not right. be better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It tomorrow might be worse. Yeah. 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 I think I had an incident and I was explaining this to Dana before we got on the, the call here. I had an incident the other day where I had to pick up my son from uh, school. And so I'm in the carpool line and down where I live now in Georgia, it's just so incredibly hot. The heat is just, mm. it's brutal. And it, it, you know, a lot of people love it, but I don't. And people with MS don't. Mm. It, it's, it's awful. So I'm in the carpool line and he calls and he's so excited. And he said, I got the part. So he tried out for the play and he got this part in the play. And so uh, of course I'm naturally excited mm -hmm. for him and happy. And I'm like, uh Oh, what does that mean? Do I have to wait? What am I going to do? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll sit in the car and wait in the air conditioning. Well, I, I don't have an MS friendly car in terms of air mm. for whatever reason it just doesn't seem to be cold enough you know for me so i'm sitting in the car and i'm like oh god it's just so so hot oh. so i go inside and i'm just sweating like really bad and it you know most people can tolerate that temperature but i i can't and most ms patients probably couldn't who have mm -hmm. heat intolerance and um I, I remember like I called my mom. I was like, okay, can somebody come get him? I don't know what to do. You know, she's like, well, I don't know. And she got frustrated with me. Well, anyway, I called up my dad. I called my dad. He ended up getting destined. It was fine. Everything was fine. I was okay. But it's a really scary thing when you are getting overheated and you feel your body is kind of going out of control, you know, so because oh, you kind of turn into a, yeah, you turn into a noodle, you know? And so my mother, I would consider going back to our, our circle here, you know, I would consider her in, in the tight circle, you know, um, right around that second ring. But, um, she just didn't seem supportive at that moment. She's like, you know, it, th there's always a crisis with you. Mm. You don't know how to handle these things. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know? Right. And, and so I just wanted to vent for that moment. Like what Dana said, I just wanted her to say, I hear you, mm -hmm. you know? And not, oh, there's always a crisis. It's like, no, you don't understand what happens to, to my body or to people right. who have MS, who have heat intolerance, you know? <laughs> and I think the larger question too is like, how do you deal with those type yes. of situations? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you um... deal with those people? Like, yeah. so like in yeah. Dawn's yeah. example, like mm -hmm. she calls her mom and her mom is like, you know, going off on her. It's like. No, like I'm the one having the crisis. I don't need you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you, like, I guess, like, respectfully, right. like, tell them to shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, probably not in that moment, because in that moment, right. I imagine what might come out of my mouth. Um, right. <laughs> But, you know, maybe later when you've had a chance to, you know, to, to cool down and literally and figuratively, um, mm -hmm. but to, to, to say, you know, just sort of the classic when you, I feel right. So when you say things like that to me, mom, um, I, I really don't feel heard. I really feel, I don't feel understood. Uh, I would, it would be so much more helpful for me if you just said something like, I hear you, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. that sounds hard, right? Like, I mean, give her the things that 
to say even that would be helpful. It sounds yeah. like she's, you know, I automatically sort of as a therapist go to, okay, she's your mom. She, it's intolerable for her to think of you in discomfort and pain, right? Like it's so, right. she, she wishes she could take it all away. And it's coming right. out in this kind of impatience, harsh. you know? Yeah, it's coming out in this yeah. really impatient, yeah. harsh way that feels terrible. And, um, you know, so, so that, you know, it's not, again, like you said, she doesn't, it's not in, it's not mean intent. Um, but she's just like, she wants to make it stop cause it's, it's hurting her, but like, you're the one who's in right. crisis. So, yes. you know, even if you can muster it to say, mom, I know it must be really hard for you to, to hear when I'm in pain. Um, and I'd really like you to get better at this. I'd really like, you, yeah. you know, to right. do better because it's, it's really hard for me and I'm the one who's really directly struggling with this. And if you could say X, Y, Z, that would actually be much better. And if you could maybe even write them down and put them on the fridge, if it's hard, you know, to figure out how to right. do this in a way that is supportive. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. That is so perfect. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that would work with spouses too, yeah. because, you know, a spouse that has MS or a girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, you, because we find ourselves wanting to vent to the person's close and to us, mm -hmm. you know, that's natural. Mm -hmm. Like I naturally right. want to talk to my mom, you know, or yeah. my best friends and, right. and say these things. So to hear that kind of, ah, that frustration, you know, that anger from them, or not even anger, but that irritation, mm -hmm. like it makes you put on your, your, uh, coat again. And you're like, ah, I don't want to deal totally. with it. And then you don't talk about what's right. happening, you know? Yeah. Right. And then that's what really, you know, the other piece that, you know, might motivate her is that, you know, if she doesn't get better at this, it's going to put some distance because you're not going to talk to her about, you know, when yeah. you're upset, you're not going to go to her for comfort. And then, you know, you may not start talking to her about other things, right? And then that gap just gets wider. And, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, I think it's motivation for people to, you know, to do better. Right. I think what's important for people to know and understand is that with MS, we need to talk and mm -hmm. we need to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We need to get out what we're feeling. Even the people who hold everything in, they still need to talk because they have to understand what is happening to my body. So we really just want to say, look, I can't feel today, or I just mm -hmm. peed my pants for the 10th time, or mm -hmm. You know, um, I can't move my leg because the spasticity is so horrible this morning. You know, we have to get these things off of mm -hmm. our chest. So we want to be heard. So have, having someone say what you said, I hear you. Oh, my gosh. That is. Or Dana, I think you said it. Yeah. Like, I, that is just so comforting because I do. I want to. It's almost like it brings tears to your eyes because you have so many. Like, before, before 9 a.m., you may have, like, a plethora of issues with that have right. to do with MS, you know, and it's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted and I haven't even gotten to 10 o'clock yet. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's letting people know that like sometimes when it comes to support, less is mm -hmm. more, you know what I mean? I don't need some sort of inspirational quote <laughs> or something to like get me going. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't need that that's going to irritate me even more personally. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, 
I hear you. I like that. I like that because I was just thinking too, like for me personally, sometimes like I'm cool with just like an empathic grunt, right? Like if I'm telling a story yeah. and my friend is just like, oh, right? Like that says it all. Like that, right. I hear you. With yeah. Me, you're yeah. hearing me. Yeah. You get it. And you just had a, a genuine emotional reaction to what I just said. Like yes. I feel I feel like someone's walking with me through this. Yeah, it is not like, no, that's so perfect. Like a, like just, you know, acknowledging that versus a, well, Mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. Cause you know, like anything after that, well, is just, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it'll be better in a few (laughs) hours. No, it might not be better in a few hours. I don't want to hear that. But yeah, I think less is more. Mm -hmm. That's a good rule. Absolutely. Yeah, just kind of keep it and keeping it simple, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go overboard and, you know, be like the grandmas at church, like, come here, baby, let me give you a hug and a kiss and tell you everything's going to, you know, be better. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, it's, it's tricky because it, it's tricky for everyone, I guess. And, you know, you want to have compassion for your supporters right. because we aren't, always we're not ms it's just something that, right. that has happened you know right and we are so much more like if you talk to dana you peel back the layers you'll find out like how many beautiful things there are about this woman you know what i mean oh, and the same with yeah. you dr Seawall. i mean <laughs> it's we we just aren't we aren't this disease so right. when when you have that moment where you want to vent listen you know i think that is just so important because we, like I said, we're just not that disease, but sometimes it's scary. I can speak for myself. It's scary for me to vent about MS because I feel like sometimes people do see me as Mm. only talking about MS. And, you know, I, I go back into my shell and I, you know, my denial shell sometimes too, where I'm like, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't, I don't have to deal with it. I don't, I don't have it. So you don't talk about yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I think as just, you know, in general, yeah. as a culture, as a larger a society, we do not deal with these things well. We do not deal with negative emotions yeah. well or illness or death or, right, like all these really hard things. And so people do need coaching, right? They really do need explicit, you know, if you want this person in your life and they're just kind of mucking it up and not saying the right things, they really are going to need explicit instructions about what's helpful, what's not helpful. Because we don't learn it anywhere, and really. I guess, yeah. And I guess, too, like, having the courage to say bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't have you in my life. Right. If, right. if people don't. And that's hard mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like, if, yeah, I mean, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. But I can't have you dumping all this crap on me. And now like after our conversation, when you're supposed to be supporting me and, you know, letting me talk now, I feel like a hundred pounds heavier. Like, no, I can't, this can't be. Yeah. This has been such a good conversation. Thank you. I am so grateful for your time. I know you are too, Dana. Yes, I feel like this was a therapy session. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, awesome. yeah, I don't have to. We're just chatting away. It feels like a therapy <laughs> right. session.
Yes. No, it's soothing, very soothing talking to you. So I absolutely um, appreciate it. We Well, we appreciate it. Um, where can our listeners find you, Dr. Sewell? Oh, find me. Um, I, where am I? I mean, I, you know, I'm, uh, I've got what? I've got like a little Psychology Today profile. That's it. I don't even have a website. Okay. Um, but uh, you're so humble. Yeah. Just yeah, a, so humble. My little thing here in my little office here in little old New York City. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. So, so listeners, if you heard sirens, it, it might have been in New York. Not, I'm not in DC anymore. So I know New York has sirens. Like, oh, were there sirens all the time? No, okay. no, those, those sirens were that here. You? Oh, that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> With the window but, open. Oh, no, that was here. I always I, because Dana, you're. It's always so quiet. So I just assumed yes. it was New York. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even hear them. I am so. Yeah. I'm so. Oh. Uh, immune to sirens <laughs> i don't even hear sirens Great. Uh, thanks for having me on again oh no, thank you and would you join us again in the future i, I mean anytime okay Just say the word we'll, we'll pick a topic and we'll uh <laughs> kind of go we'll, from there we'll have another chat. okay yeah perfect thank, thank you. you yeah thank you bye thanks everybody for tuning in to the myelin and melanin podcast as always, you can find us online at myelinandmelanin.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. And you can also find us on YouTube. So thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.